Hi and welcome to the Journalism Salute. I'm Mark Simon. In each episode, we'll talk to or about an interesting person or organization related to journalism. The intent is to show that journalists are not the enemy of the people. Thank you for listening. On this episode, we're joined by Rochelle Estrada. Rochelle is a senior journalism major at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey. She is the president of the William Patterson chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists. The chapter just won the award for student chapter of the year, the second time in four years that William Patterson has earned that distinction under Professor Nick Hershen. Hey, Rochelle. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Looking forward to talking to you here. We ask everyone the, the same question to start things off. You're a little younger, perhaps, than some of our usual guests, but what's your journalism origin story? My journalism origin story is a funny one that I really didn't put much thought into because it was a childhood experience. And my experience was that I went to a science museum in Rochester, New York with my family, and they had this attraction that when I was nine years old, it was a broadcast news attraction to do weather casts. And I decided to be a mock reporter, quote unquote, and report about flooding in Rochester, New York. So I read basically from a teleprompter that gives you everything to read. And my family was just being silly and being crazy by pretending that they were swimming in the flood and drowning. But the main takeaway from that was that I really appreciated like being able to have a voice when it came to speaking for broadcasts. And I really enjoyed reading from a teleprompter. And I continued pursuing journalism in middle school because I started being a contributing writer for my school newspaper called the Panther Press. So I wrote campus articles and I interviewed a lot of faculty and a couple of students, but it was a lot more faculty based. And I was that contributing writer. In high school, I continued journalism my junior year. I wrote for the Spotlight Newsletter for Rosa Parks High School Fine and Performing Arts. I was not only a contributing writer, but also a copy editor for the paper. And I was able to connect with the editor-in-chief of Tap Into Patterson, whose name is Steve Lennox. And he basically ended up like using all of the reporters in the school to report on a community event within the Department of Education that they were doing like a, it was like an African-American Heritage Month ceremony. And they had us all cover different stories. And we got our articles published in Tap Into Patterson. So that was my first published byline that I was really excited for. And I felt that passion and enjoying the experience of reporting for my community and doing local journalism. And I wanted to continue to gain more experience in it by going to William Patterson for journalism as my concentration. And within the time I've been in William Patterson, it's been really incredible to be able to be a part of a campus chapter of a national organization for the Society of Professional Journalists. I'm wearing their sweater today. And I have been able to not only grow my networking skills, but I've had an article also published for Tap Into Wayne about an event that happened on campus too, that was unexpected. So I'm really thankful and grateful for that opportunity. And it's just expanded to be able to write in campus newsletters, including the Her Campus chapter in William Patterson and the student newsletter for the Beacon. So I've been doing a lot of like print writing and expanding to also do radio news. So it's all different things that I'm really happy to be a part of and I'm grateful for it. Sounds like you've uh, accumulated a lot of knowledge along the way. Can you tell us a little bit about your background if the, and if there's anything in your family or heritage that lends itself to storytelling? Right now, I'm the only one in my family who's actually in a communications 
area of study because I come from a family that does teaching. So I come from a family of teachers. And if anything, my family is talented in like singing and music. So I come from, I do sing though. I did get that from my family, but I don't have anybody in my family that's worked within journalism before. So I'm the first one within my family to work in the field of profession. And that's, for me, it's something that's very interesting because I felt out of place, not really like knowing what I was good at while everybody else had a set path. I was like, I feel like I'm not following the path, but I really learned to be able to write really well as a child. And that that was something that carried with me going into like middle school and high school to be able to write, not just like for fiction writing, creative writing, but also to write for the news which I didn't think was like an alternative I could think for myself until I decided to pursue it more in high school. So I kind of carry that as well as the fact that I'm not only like the first one in my family, but also one within like Puerto Rican descent in the Hispanic community to be able to be a journalism writer. And I've met a few in college that also are like journalism writers that come from like Spanish descent. And they're like local reporters from like NJ.com or NJ Advanced Media. And I even met Hazel Sanchez from Pix11 News. So it was inspirational to see like different people in that sense be in the profession and being Hispanic. So it inspires me. But that's what I kind of like, that's what, that's what motivates me to want to be able to continue to pursue my way into the field. Awesome. So can you explain the William Patterson Society of Professional Journalists chapter? both your role within it and what the chapter does that got it to the point of winning this award? Yes, the chapter was founded in 2017 by Dr. Nicholas Hershon. And what the chapter provides for the students is an opportunity for students that are interested in the field of journalism or just majoring communications. They are given the opportunity to be able to expand their networking abilities through events that have professional journalists from different um, platforms, whether it's radio or print or for social media, they come to be able to do on-campus events, to be able to speak to students, to provide career preparation, and to be able to also like promote internship opportunities in their networks, like where they work at, as well as newsroom tours, which is another big thing that we provide for students is opportunities to get the behind the scenes of what happens in newsrooms and all platforms. And that's really popular within our program. And we also do different interacting workshops with journalism skills to kind of promote the ethics that go into the society of professional journalists, which goes into, you know, like writing fair, writing truthfully, and going into writing about it impartially, not being biased. So giving different workshops that go into how to write within like the associated press style or writing within broadcast style, because that's different. And I'm learning the difference now, you know, like providing those one-on-one -on -one workshops with different people and also doing discussion panel events where we have journalists come on campus to be able to talk about different topics within diversity and also having like different um, gender roles in the journalism field. So we've been able to have that recently. And that's been really, really interesting to be able to have that be the case. And we have collaborated with like different journalism associations outside of the Society of Professional Journalists to be able to promote different causes, such as diversity and journalism for disabilities. So that is something that just happened this month. So we're trying to really teach students that there is an avenue for everybody based on what you're interested in and anybody is capable of writing for journalism 
these are the ways in which how to be successful journalists through these activities that we do. And my role at the moment is that I started in my junior year of college as the vice president for the chapter, which I didn't really initially think about being the vice president. I was thinking of maybe like starting off within the publicity chair for social media work. But I did an interview with the previous e-board members at the time, and they were like, you have these great leadership abilities, you have these great communication skills, we see you being like the face within the chapter and having these higher roles, I really think you can do it. So I was like, I will do my very best to help the chapter thrive and grow. So in my time as vice president, I would assist the president at the time with different activities, I would actually sometimes be the speaking voice for events that the president couldn't attend. So I would be the ones like moderating different events. I would be introducing students to like different events as well as guests. So it would be me. And I did a big project that for the chapter that was not the case in previous years because the vice president for the chapters required to be able to do a project every year for the, for the organization. So I hosted and I founded a podcast series, which is the first college journalism podcast in the society of professional journalists. They've never had previous chapters do it before. So William Patterson is the very first one, but I basically worked as not only like the founder, but work in different roles with conducting interviews and hosting episodes, working with different students, recording audio with equipment and editing audio. So that's my biggest project. And alongside that, alongside that I've just been able to connect with different people that have come to campus it's been really great and i also got an internship opportunity out of it by being a part of the chapter that was working for a public digital news company so all of that and all that i've been able to receive from the chapter has really made me want to continue to be involved for the following year which is right now and take it a step further and be the president currently for the chapter. And what I'm doing now up to this point is continuing to manage and oversee all of the work that's done by all members of the organization. I work alongside the advisor in doing events planning now and management, which wasn't so much of the case before, but I basically organize events. I connect with different student representatives from different clubs. I contact different journalists to come to campus for different events. So now I'm doing more of the interior work within it, but it's different and I really like it. That's awesome. What what was the coolest speaker event thing that the club's done for you? For me, one of the most exciting opportunities, and it was kind of considered a dream come true for me, was that we did a newsroom tour at 1010 Winds. And I have always listened to 1010 Winds. Ever since I was a child, I would listen to it with my with my dad. And we would kind of like hear about like the local news and the traffic reports because we would be yep. in the car. And I would hear Bud Mishkin all the time. So I really, his voice is actually what is my childhood when he would do radio sweepers. So I asked one time on a whim, when we had an e-board meeting with the advisor. I was like, you know what? It would be really great if we could go to 1010 Winds as a newsroom tour because I've listened to it for almost my whole life. And <laughs> I would really like to meet people there. So please. And he actually made it happen to be able to go to Tencent Wins because his connection is Mark Renee, who is a sports reporter. So we were able to go 
in November of last year, actually, to the newsroom tour, and I conducted an interview with both Bud Michigan and Mark Renee for the podcast. So I was able to attend and they allowed me to bring a guest. And the person that I brought was my dad because we would watch it and we would listen to it together. So it was a full circle moment to be able to go to that newsroom tour. And it was just for me, really, it was really such like for me at the moment, like an out of this world experience to meet the actual people that I would listen to so much. So it was something that I couldn't really contain my excitement. <laughs> and if you listen to the podcast episode, which you should, if you're listening right now on this podcast, my excitement is very present with the student I spoke with that also went to the event. So yeah, that's the case. But that's my most amazing memory of being part of the Nice. Event. So it's cool. I've seen a lot of different things that the the chapter has posted about events, all pretty much very similar to that one. Radio station, newspaper, different journalists. It's it's very involved. It's uh, certainly very impressive the the chapter started a podcast you mentioned that and it sounds kind of like this one actually but instead of students interviewing journalists it's students interviewing students how would you describe the show so the show is about journalism career preparation and the target audience is for college students that are you know all over the nation that are thinking about pursuing a career within the journalism field whether it's in like reporting or an editorial or in social media work and distribution or content marketing so we're really trying to tell our audience that there are so many different ways for you to get into journalism by hearing it from actual college students themselves so it could be more like students empathizing with students and i basically speak with students that go to the events that we do in our chapter whether it's newsroom tours or panels and we talk about like not only like our experiences of kind of the event itself what it did for us but we also respond to interviews that we were able to conduct with professional reporters in those events. So we try to get an additional voice from the actual journalism industry so that, you know, there's more credibility with what's being said and the topics being discussed. It's from professional journalists that are also giving us this insight, but the audience, the insight too. So it's kind of like, you're not only hearing from like different students, but you're also hearing from professional reporters too, to tell you like, this is what you can take with you in applying for a journalism job, or this is what it's like to work in the journalism industry, whether it's for radio or for print, or this is like what's expected of you to work in a social media position for a news outlet. So it really is made to help students see this is what's happening outside of your university, but it also provides insight on this is what it's like in this news station or this news organization, or this is what this reporter does so that it helps students not feel like they're kind of being going into a, like a job avenue blindly. So it provides that level of transparency too, but that's basically what, like the main thing with it. What's the name of the podcast? So it's the WPSPJ podcast. So it has basically our acronym WPSPJ in the podcast itself, because we don't want to have to take any names that were from previous podcasts because that would be plagiarism. So that is <laughs> the title that we have at the moment for it. Yep, that's certainly distinct. So you've done some writing for, you mentioned a couple of the outlets that you've written for School Paper, Her Campus, The Social Talks, which is a digital news platform. Some of these pieces are like rewrites of big 
national or global stories that a student might not otherwise see. Some are more personal that are kind of specific to you and things that you're going through trying to relate to other college students. You've written about the early release of Super Bowl commercials. You've done some fashion writing. A lot, a lot of different things that you've done. What's What are the ones that you're most proud of? For me, I am like really proud of the stories that talk about different topics that are very relevant. I wrote a piece for her campus that went into, for example, the importance of like mental health. That was more of a feature piece, but writing about different things that's so important within demographics, especially like for teenagers was something that I really kind of enjoyed writing. My news piece that centered on diversity within the African-American population in the media that was published in Tap Into Wayne, which that was something that like, I was offered the opportunity to try to write a story about it for Tap Into Wayne because they were interested. So I said that I would do my best because I would really like to be able to gain more experience to get an additional publication, of course. And I was really happy that I was able to expand my community reach with that article and being able to also like write for the for my internship, the social talks, I wrote a, a story on sports for the very first time, which was about what had happened in the NFL league when one of the players for, I think it was for the Bills, basically, he had a cardiac arrest. Yep, and, DeMar Hamlin, yep. Correct. And that was something that I really wanted to be able to talk more about for the, for the company because they didn't talk much about it yet. But I wanted to kind of not just write about it, but incorporate other pieces of like hyperlinking to like different social media posts or like putting different images and applying more graphics to it, which I would have I would never really have done that much prior for like previous like new stories. So I wanted to try it with this one. And I was able to learn like the skills of being able to actually like apply different like hyperlinks for like different posts that would be written by different people within the NFL organizations as well as different supporters. So being able to kind of have different visuals to accompany the article really adds a nice taste to the piece. So I was really happy being able to see that be published when it was finished written, it was finished. And I guess like besides that, always like having opportunities to write about stories that go into like opinion pieces too. I really enjoy like being able to kind of apply my own voice to some pieces that it's appropriate to apply them. So being able to kind of like provide, for example, like an, I wrote an article for my internship about the importance of maintaining a balance when it comes to how productive you are, because you can either be underproductive or over. So being able to have a little bit more experience in my personal life to write about that for the audience was something that I enjoyed being able to provide because it's like delivering a personal personal service to your readers that may not know how to kind of balance a work life per se, because it's very difficult sometimes to be able to do that depending on what you're involved in. So I was really, really happy that I was able to provide a little bit of my experiences, but leave people with something that's like, you are capable of being able to do this if you follow diff these different ideas or different tips and apply, of course, like different um, evidence to also support different things that goes into statistics. That's important too. So that's something I'm really, really happy about within my overall publication. <laughs> And you also work on the campus radio station on the morning news show. What does that entail? 
So I'm working for the award-winning campus radio station, which is called Brave New Radio. And I started to develop an interest in using my voice in journalism after the podcast. So I was like, I want to try to learn a little bit more about like radio news experience. So I actually recently just started within this semester to be able to work in the news department for the radio station. And I do two roles, which is I am a news writer where I write newscasts to be able to have produced and, you know, aired for the morning newscast. They're kind of considered like morning news alerts because they're very short pieces, but they're basically they play over the hour every hour you hear different you hear like a newscast so i'm the one that writes both national and local stories that happen they're kind of considered regional so national and regional stories are what i produce and as an anchor i'm also the type of person that works within reading it to be able to ensure that it's said with like the right intonation and tone when you're reading the pieces but I basically end up reading what's ultimately written by different writers for different scripts. Cause I'm just one out of like, you know, like a pool of different news writers that submit like newscasts for like select like days or hours. So I not only write the pieces, but then I ultimately end up anchoring them that ends up, that ends up getting aired to the station. So that is the case at the moment. You have a voice that's very, a voice and delivery style that I think is very appropriate for radio so it's a good fit there so you write fiction too you have a collection of short stories on your personal website in reading through them there was one about a bike ride another about a treehouse in toronto and i noticed two things one is that you're good at writing conversation between multiple characters and then two some of these stories are kind of bummers at the end what role does fiction writing serve for you so for me i didn't originally start writing journalism i started in writing fiction and the reason why is because I was always a bookworm, as many say, I loved reading books and I loved reading like fiction books at the time. They would be like, you know, like young adult novels or like different like children's literature. So that passion of always being able to tell stories through fictional characters was something that's always resonated with me. And I went to high school originally in the communication arts program for the creative writing classes, because that's what you're given in the first two years. So. I basically ended up starting off doing creative writing work before moving on to doing like journalism and doing like yearbook design and yearbook editorial. So I started doing that first. And I also at a certain point minored in creative writing for college. So I've always wanted to continue to be able to write for fiction and hoping to be like an author, write a collection of different pieces. And I really wanted to be able to make my blog platform be something that was a little bit more different because I put this website together for a graduate course that I'm currently taking because I'm not only a senior in college, but I'm also in an accelerated program to get my master's degree quicker. So I'm currently in that as well. But in my master's class, I basically was given the opportunity for professional development to be able to create a blog piece and a website. And I was thinking of like what I wanted to have included that's also a big part of myself because writing fictional stories has taught me to also be a better storyteller in journalism too, especially in writing leads. Being able to apply more of like, you know, like a prose style in writing leads is something that I love to see. And being able to sometimes with certain stories have it be in a order that's like you write like beginning, middle to end style. So being able to have that also works in journalism. And one of my current inspirations is Lane DeGregory, 
who I've been reading a lot more about this semester for college. And she would do a whole bunch of profile stories on people where it's all, there's a beginning, middle and end. And she writes it sometimes with some sort of figurative language and different things. I'm like, I didn't even know that's possible in journalism, but I love it. So in writing like my pieces, I decided to kind of write pieces that are, you know, like they're quick pieces for people to be able to read, especially if they need to kind of like occupy themselves for short spans. It's made to be able to be like those kind of stories that leave people wanting more because of how precise it is, but also leaving them with so much and such a little package. That's kind of like one of the goals. And I would honestly go about writing these fiction pieces, applying some form of myself within it, because within basically almost every story, I've experienced each of them. And I also would try to think of like different topics that go into like what have like youth or like young adults what have they been going through that they can maybe relate to and sometimes that could be like first time experiences that they've never done before and it wouldn't end well the first time which is like the bicycle story the first time i ever rode a bike i didn't really go very far because i got too tired too, too quickly i overexerted myself too much and i found out from my own parents i thought i went like a whole mile out of like 10 and they said no you only went like a tenth of a mile and i'm like well that's discouraging i don't want to bike anymore does it mean you have to go about it like that no but sometimes funny stories like that will make for good storytelling but you can hold on to the messages of like first time trying new experiences or the excitement of trying something new or the fact that sometimes the first time experiences don't always work out the way you want it to and that's okay it's just up to you how you go about it but writing pieces like that, as well as like other pieces that sometimes they don't have like, you know, maybe the most happily ever after endings. I sometimes write my stories to not really have happily ever after endings because life doesn't always provide that for everybody. We like the idea of it because we see that in movies all the time of everything ends in happily ever after that's thanks to Disney. But a lot of times in life, you don't really always have those happy endings sometimes. Or sometimes it could lead to unfortunate circumstances, but sometimes it's those hard moments that allow you to be able to grow and become a better person to be able to help other people that are also going through similar experiences. So I try to also provide that little bit of a taste. I try to have some form of like lighter stories, but some that may have a little bit more heavier weight in a sense. So it's a, it's a blend in that sense, but it's all made to provide something different with every story and leave different leave the readers feeling different every time from when they clicked on it to when they're done there's a different sensation with it that you appreciate so that's what the story does the, the reference that you made to writing leads and how fiction writing has helped you in that certainly a good lesson for other students that are creative writers that might want to be journalists as well what kind of journalist do you want to be right now i am really interested in being more of a broadcast journalist because i really love being able to apply the principles of journalism as well as my voice. So I'm really leaning toward right now, either like the radio element or the podcasting element within the news industry, because I'm seeing a lot of like news stations become more multimedia, multifaceted. So it's not just like digital articles anymore. Nowadays, they actually have audio pieces now that accompany the, digi the, art, the digital articles. So being able to kind of be well-versed in being able to know how to be able to talk news in a broadcast format or how to use your voice to be a better storyteller. I think that's all different skills that I really want to be able to apply in the industry. 
in radio, I love kind of like the fast tempo that goes within telling news because attention spans are so short. Mine is has decreased as I've gotten older. I want to be able to have my voice be something that people can remember all these years, just like Bud Mishkin was for me. So having my voice be something that people see me, they're like, oh my God, I've heard your voice for so many years of my life. I can't believe I'm meeting you. You know, to have that kind of effect, I would really love to be able to do that for someone and impact somebody's life in that way, while also still telling the stories of those that don't have their stories go told being able to still apply what journalism is all about but just use the verbal element of it that's what i really want to do i look forward to hearing you someday on 1010 wins which i should acknowledge too for you and i both know what 1010 wins is we grew up with it it's the local news radio station in new york it's 1010 wins and wcbs essentially and 1010 Winds is legendary. So for those that are on in other parts of the country that might not be familiar with it, that's the background of 1010 Winds. So the show is called The Journalism Salute. We salute you for your good work, and we ask that you do likewise. Is there a journalist or journalism organization that you would like to salute for their good work? Yes, there's many journalism organizations that work so hard to be able to spread journalism among many different groups, if not just students, but even within nationalities. So first and foremost, I want to be able to happily salute the Society of Professional Journalists and the ways in which they work with college students to be able to provide each individual with experiences that they can carry with them to their career and these networking skills. I thank the Society of Professional Journalists for how much they have been able to help me for where I am right now, as well as the associations that they have for Hispanic journalists. I know that we have that as well. And I know someone that has worked within that currently, and I've developed a connection with her as well. So I think her name is Rebecca Aguilar. So I thank her also and the organization for opening their doors to me as a Hispanic reporter. And lastly, because I really enjoy seeing diversity within the journalism sector, especially for the National Center of Disability and Journalism, because they really work in being able to provide more opportunities for students that may have different physical or mental conditions. And they may not feel like they're qualified to be a reporter, but I think that anybody can be qualified to be able to be a reporter, no matter what you're born with. So once again, I thank the National Center on Disability and Journalism for the work that they do. And once again, I thank this podcast for being able to do the work that it does of being able to allow different journalists to be recognized for the work that they do to salute the actual industry itself. Rochelle Estrada, the senior journalism major at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey, president of the William Patterson chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists, which just won student chapter of the year for the second time in four years. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Journalism Salute. Please let us know what you think of the show. You can find us on Twitter at JournalismPod, and you can email us at JournalismSalute at gmail.com.